Touche, and good evening, everyone. This is John Lasher from Partners in Health, Sierra Leone. Today is Friday, May 8th, and it is Nurses Week. We are celebrating all of the contributions from nurses around the world this week, and I especially wanted to thank all of the nurses on the clinical team at Partners in Health, Sierra Leone, for all you do every day to care for the people we serve. Um, our clinical team and our clinical activities is made up of mostly nurses and they are the true heroes, not only of the COVID response and the Ebola response and the cholera response, but they are the true heroes of patient care every single day. So thank you for everything you do. You deserve much more recognition than can fit in one single week. There were 26 new coronavirus cases recorded in Sierra Leone today, bringing the total number of cases up to 257 in the country. Of those 257, 54 people have recovered, and there have been 17 deaths in the country. Today, I am at 34 Military Hospital, checking back in with Dr. Marta Lotto, our Chief Medical Officer, who over the last six weeks has been working at the positive COVID ward at the Military Hospital in Freetown, seeing patients every day. And I caught up with her just as she was finishing up her overnight shift uh, at the hospital. Uh, I love the moment of this of this puppy uh, microphone. Oh my god! The, <laughs> the puppy microphone is great. The puppy microphone. The puppy. It's like a puppy. <laughs> it's a puppy microphone. <laughs> we are in in the infectious diseases unit the, of 34 military that has become one of the first treatment centers for coronavirus patients. And what have you been? What have you been doing here? So I started working here like six weeks ago uh, when we had the first case of coronavirus identified in the country that was admitted here in 34. And they only had one doctor, Dr. Cole. So I volunteered to come and work with him and support him in the clinical care of patients. Right now we have already seen almost 50 patients already um, with more than 27 discharges and what I do normally is come in a daily basis and do the rounds, assess the patients, work with the nurses, with the cleaners. Now we have two new junior doctors so we try to give the highest standards of care for patients with coronavirus. Now we have also been identified the, as the place to send the critical cases because we are presenting the best standards of care and the highest quality of medications and management for, for patients. So that's what I do normally. So this week has been quite tough because we had several patients with respiratory problems. So then we had to increase the coverage for 24 hours as doctors. So I've been doing the night shifts, making sure that the patients that are admitted get the best care and oxygen, et cetera, that they need. And do you have all the oxygen that you need? Do you have ventilators here? We have ventilators, but uh, thanks God, we have not had any case that got so, so sick that needed a ventilation, but we are still struggling with the oxygen supply. Thanks to PIH, right now we have four oxygen concentrators because we didn't have anyone. And PIH donated two, and now they have already also donated another two. So we have four concentrators of 10 liters, which are really good for patients and also we have some big cylinders of oxygen that we normally have to refill 
out of 34 military for the ones that need high intensity of oxygen. So, but uh, we are working in an oxygen factory here in 34 that is gonna be able to pipe oxygen into the different rooms, but that has been in place for some time and they have not finished yet. So probably next week we will be able to have pipe oxygen. And over the last six weeks, what are some of the changes you've seen, both in terms of the numbers of patients and kind of what you've been working on? So we started with most of our first patients were completely asymptomatic or mild. And as the cases grow and we have more treatment centers, as I said before, we have been identified as the site for the most critical ones. So what we have seen in the last two, three weeks is that most of the patients that we get referred from other treatment centers or facilities are people who have old age or comorbidities, like high risk patients that need more close monitoring. So what we have seen is a huge improvement in the human resources capacity. So the nurses now are on top of following up the patients, monitoring them very closely. We have been able to resuscitate and make people who were severely sick when they arrived that they would have died in other facilities come here and now uh, recovering and almost being discharged. So there's a lot of improvement in the standards of care and critical protocols. Uh, also the training of the staff has been continuum uh, every day, so then everybody's very well aware of what are the things that they need to follow more closely and how to respond to any kind of complication that the patient have. But we are still waiting for the national supply of medications and medical equipment to arrive, because as you all may know, these have been like a big challenge for all the coronavirus response in the country, like the, the delay in the approval of budgets and delivery of items to facilities. How is the patient care you're seeing here? Is it similar to what you were doing during Ebola or is it different? No, that's, and this is exactly the point why we, we are supporting so closely, you know, with clinical care, etc. It's because a we are trying to avoid what happened with Ebola, that we were not able to deliver the specific care that people needed, like critical care and, and intensive, like some kind of ICU approach. And with this outbreak, at least here in 34, we want to make sure that our patients get personalized, individualized care eh, according to their needs and also close monitoring. So if any one of you could come to 34, you would see that all the rooms have cameras so we can monitor them from the nurse control, the nurse station. We have cardiac monitors. We are doing every two, three hours, somebody's going inside just checking on them. We are trying to make sure that we don't make the same mistakes as Ebola. So we are able to avoid deaths eh, given the, the standard of care that people need and then the individualized care that people, people need. So it's a completely different story. The only thing that maybe is quite similar to the Ebola is all these challenges that we had in the beginning of the outbreak of lack of um, uh, human resources, lack of medical equipment, lack of medication, drugs. Uh, we get support from different uh, collaborators, like in this case, PIH is supporting here 34 very intensively with equipment, with drugs, etc. But this time we don't have so many international NGOs and partners 
come in to help because they have already their own outbreaks. Do you feel like <clears throat> this hospital has sufficient PPE? I know we're still at the very beginning of the outbreak here. Um, are you starting to ration PPE or are you using it as you would in any hospital? No, so the, the good thing that Sister Susan, our sister in charge, is doing with, with RSLAF is a, we, we haven't noticed any, any, any shortage of PPE. It's true that sometimes it varies. You have gowns or you have coveralls or whatever. But in terms of masks, gloves, and the rest of the protective equipment, we feel very comfortable. So they have reserves and they have been managing very well the quantities that we have. So we, we have never felt limited on that. But it's true that we are a treatment center. I'm more worried about normal health facilities in the country that I know that they are struggling about uh, having PPE and good IPC measures to, to work. One of the things that we are trying to promote more and more is treatment centers or CCCs should be designed in a way that you can visualize and monitor patients without having to be in PPE inside all the time. So you need to expand the green areas, the green zones as much as possible and create some kind of visibility of what happens inside. We are running away from that idea that we had in Ebola about these closed structures or tents where you cannot see from outside what is going on inside. Because what we realize is that if we are able to monitor the patients from outside, maybe we can save a little bit of PPE and also save a, putting our staff at risk all the time exposed to directly to the virus. So all the facilities, and 34 is one of them, they are designing them in a way that a, we, can, we can make a good use of some spaces to monitor the patients without having to be all red zone and increase the visibility of the patients from outside. No? So here we have like a corridor that goes alongside all the rooms and all the rooms have windows and, and doors that have glass. So then from that green zone corridor, you can see all the patients and you can monitor them apart from the cameras inside of their rooms. So that has been able to allow us to save some PPE. No? You can give instructions about a specific management of somebody when one of the nurses or one of the cleaners are inside. You can give instructions from, from outside, so then you don't have to be wearing PPE going inside again, which minimizes the risk quite a lot here. Yeah. So it's International Nurses Week, and so we're celebrating nurses. Can you talk a little bit about um, the role that nurses are playing inside this hospital? So the, the reality is that the nurses are the, the roots of what we are doing here. They are the majority of the staff. Uh, so far, we are only two doctors, and the rest is all nurses. And we have like a very super big, well-trained nurses. They are amazing. They are also always willing to learn new things and to assume more responsibilities. Uh, it's very easy to delegate on them a lot of critical decisions. Uh, they are incredible. They are the real heroes of what we are living right now. They are the ones that don't hesitate in going inside, spending as much time as they can with the patients from feeding them, cleaning them, giving medication, counseling them. They do like a lot of psychosocial support and uh, encouragement for the patients. So for me, they are the big heroes. They are always willing to continue working to give the best care of the patients. 
And as I said before, we, we are two doctors that are mainly making decisions about treatment and some specific clinical uh, interventions, but the real care is delivered by the, by the nurses. So I think that we should not dedicate like one week. It's just like every day we should be praising our nurses. They are, they are the core of the healthcare system, definitely. I think it's interesting, at least for our staff, to know sort of you're very busy and focused here on the patient care, um, but that the work is still going on in, in Kono. So, well, first of all, I, I think that I have the best team in Kono that anybody can have. They are amazing. They, um, it's, it's a little bit worrying because they, they don't need me. So maybe this is the previous moment to be fired. Like, Marta, we don't need you anymore. But we, um, we are in communication on a daily basis, mainly with, with Vicky, with Aisata, with Marta, with Chembe. And, but they, I am very confident that they know they have everything under control. They are working really hard, crazy hours of work in clinical work, but also organization, planning, designing how the response for coronavirus is going to be in Kono. I think it's a very good moment to give like a big, a big applause and a big praise to Vicky. And to Vicky, Aisata, who are the amazing example of a, what, how powerful nurses are and how well they can organize and manage and lead teams. Uh, much better than doctors most of the times. Uh, Marta Patino has been incredible in the way that she has been taking the responsibility of all the COVID preparedness and also doing clinical care, doing a lot of training, teaching, supervision, monitoring, technical advisor. So it's, a, it's, it's extremely exhausting, but they have been on top of everything. Chembe also has been incredible as a leader, working with the clinical team, with the screening area, with the response, but also at the same time with the community-based program. Mark and the rest of the operation team, the m &E. so, and also, of course, all the clinical team from the maternity, surgical, pediatric, internal medicine. So I think that we, we are extremely lucky. I hope that we deserve the luck we have. <laughs> uh, but we are very lucky with the team that we have in Kono from the clinical side to the operations and the office team. I think that we should feel very, very privileged of having such a strong team in Kono. And that is, for me, what gives me a strength to continue here and feeling comfortable, thinking that I know that if they have any problem, they will always contact and everything, but they, they are amazing. They, they are completely self-sufficient. They know how to manage things and they have been able to continue being like the, the, the big example of a hospital in the country right now, no? When most of the hospitals are almost collapsing, they don't have patients, staff is not coming to work. Um, we are feeling the consequences of COVID in non-COVID facilities. KGH, Wellbody, they have shown like with a strong clinical team, as we have an operations and, and PIS team with the Ministry of Health and the government, they have shown that they can continue delivering care. 
and also high standards of care, which is, uh, is amazing. We need to continue supporting them. They need more and more support in IPC, PPE, and more human resources, but they, they are incredible. The air, <laughs> the air <laughs> hug through there. Thank you so much, Marta. Thanks all of you. Stay safe, continue the amazing work that you're doing, and together we're gonna be able to overcome this. It's just like a matter of continue working, a lot of stamina, resistance. This is gonna be a long fight, so we need to make sure that we take care of ourselves and we take care of each other because this is the area that I think that we are very strong. We are very good at taking care of each other and stay together. So all my love from Freetown, I miss you so much, all the team. I wish that this is finished very soon and then we can do like another celebration again. Uh, the non-COVID and the COVID isn't going away, but until then stay safe and continue taking care of yourself and each other, please. All my love. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to all the nurses and we will be back with more audio updates soon. Have a great weekend, everyone.